Good morning, everyone. Help yourself to some coffee and donuts. I want to thank the Grinsteins, Lenny and Chani, for sponsoring the series this year in memory of Chani's father, Mr. Aaron Tambor, Aaron Ben Yitzchak. We're in Mesil Sasharim, the 10th chapter, trying to learn how to be the best version of ourselves, how to actualize our potential, how to live every day to its fullest, and how to give the greatest pride, the greatest nachas ruach, to Hashem. We're on the uh, 10th chapter, which is Bebeir Hanikius. We've been, we're up to the third Midah. We began with Zahiris, how to live a life of mindfulness, consciousness, caution, how to identify the obstacles, the impediments, the temptations, not just to recklessly be able to pursue our goals, but to be able to know what will likely set us off course. We then moved over to the world of Zrizus. Once we learn to live with mindfulness and consciousness, once we learn to be present in every speech, thought, and behavior, we move over to the world of Zerizus, how to wake up with alacrity, how to greet the day like a lion, how to live with energy and enthusiasm, how to be able to achieve our goals through the resolutions that we set and to live our fullest. And now that brings us up to Nikias. Nikias that Ramchal has been defining for us is not simply understanding what our weaknesses, what our blind spots, not simply seeing our temptations and distractions, but actually eliminating them and purging them altogether. Now, this is a very important point. Someone asked me after the last time that we weren't clear about. This attribute of Nikias that Amchal concedes is incredibly difficult. It's the difference between saying, I know I shouldn't eat the chocolate cake or the potato chips. I'm tempted, but I'm overcoming it. I'm not going to. That is a life of Zahirus. Nikias means I look at chocolate cake and potato chip and I say, who in the world would eat that poison? It's disgusting. It's terrible. Why in the world would I put that into my body? Nikias is the capacity to identify that which is harmful for us and eliminate altogether the temptation, the draw, the distraction for it. Now, it's critically important to understand that the quality of Nikias, as difficult as it is, is not all or nothing. It doesn't mean you're either leading a perfect life or an entirely imperfect life. One could achieve Nikias, says the Ramchal, within certain aspects of life. So I used to be tempted by that food. I used to be tempted by that website. I used to be tempted by that gossip or way of speech. I used to be tempted to use profanity. I used, I could be talking about me, but I'm not. I used to be tempted by anyone or all of these things. Nikias doesn't mean that altogether I have such self-control, sovereignty and discipline that I've eliminated all temptation altogether. It means even if I compartmentalize it means even if it's only in a particular area, it's worthwhile. The Ramchal continues, we see here the difference between a person living in Zahiris and Nikias. The result is similar for both. The idea of both is living our best selves, going to sleep at night with pride, satisfaction, fulfillment. I live the best version of myself. I spent the time the way I wanted to and meant to spend my time. I ate only the things that I meant and that I'm proud that I ate. I said only the things that I'm proud that I said. Zahirus means I have the mindfulness, the presence to live that way. And Nikias means I've even eliminated the temptation for anything but. Zahirus means the first step which is I'm able to identify that that's bad behavior. I'm able to identify that's self-destructive. I'm able to see that that would sabotage my own success. Zahirus means I acknowledge where I go wrong and I try to avoid it. I don't rationalize. I don't tell myself 
rational lies in order to justify my behavior. I'm not changing my nature. I'm not changing my daily conduct. I'm not changing, I shouldn't say my daily conduct. I'm not changing my nature, my drive. Do you know how much energy we expend in order to be sovereign over ourselves? Do you know the amount of mental, physical, emotional, spiritual energy that we expend in order not to do the wrong thing? It's exhausting to be mindful, to see that challenge, that obstacle, that temptation, that drive, that appetite, and to fight it and to battle it and to say, I won't give in to it. In the end, I may win, and I'm a warrior who triumphed. But sometimes we walk away injured, and minimally we walk away exhausted. That's Zahirus. On the one hand, it's an enormous level, and we all strive for it, to see the things that hurt our day, to be mindful about them, and to navigate around them. Omnam, however, there's a higher level. There's an even higher level to strive for, that we're capable of. It's difficult, says the Ramchal. It's nearly impossible, but we are capable of it. And if we're not capable of it wholesale, if we can't transform our entire lives to it, we still can do it at least in part. And this is the main point I want to make to you today, which coincides with the message of Hanukkah. Says the Ramchal, we are creatures of habit. We form habits. Did you come early on time or late for davening this morning? Did you talk the whole time? Did you have kavana? Did you look at your phone once while you were davening? All those are habits that you have formed, not today or yesterday, but over a long period of time. And those habits are so firm and so in place and so strong that to a degree they even predict what time you'll come and how you'll behave during davening tomorrow and the day after. We are creatures of habit regarding davening, our relationship with our spouses and children, work, our relationship with food and wellness, our relationship with Torah learning, our midos, we are creatures of habit. And says the Ramchal, if you form the right habits, you're in great shape. Research supports them. All the studies that have been done, you can Google and you can read, and they all come to around the same number, which is that 40% of our day has been predetermined by the habits that we form. 40% of our day is on autopilot. 40% of today. Are you late? Are you early? Will you lose your patience? Are you quick to anger? Do you get jet? 40% of our day has been predetermined and prescripted based on the habits that we previously have formed. That's bad news. That's the bad news. It means that we're only really awake and present 60% of the time, 40% of the time, we're on autopilot. That's the bad news. Should I tell you the good news? The Ramchal says, you know what the good news of that is? Form the right habits and 40% of your day you've already got right. Form the habit to jump out of bed when the alarm goes off. Form the habit to get to shul early. Form the habit to never raise your voice or lose your patience. Form the habit to not be jealous or envious. Form the habit to be humble. Form the right habits, and 40% of the day is already prescripted to turn out right. That's the habit. The habit is to extinguish the drive, the fire that burns within us for the wrong things. So fight that fight. Do you need 60 days, 90 days, 30 days, there, the research is, uh, changes about how many, we know what halacha says, 
For example, when we say a change from Mordatam, Ashivaruach, we know what Halacha says about how many times you need to repeat it in order to form the new habit. Much of the research supports that, some of the research shows different. Whatever amount of time you need to change a habit, says Ramchal, put in the energy and the effort, change that habit, form the right one, and it'll be part of your portfolio forever. Form the right habits, and now they're part of your portfolio. So much of your day is set. And I end by telling you that's part of what Hanukkah is about. I've shared this in many contexts already, this Hanukkah. But that's what the Sfas Emma says. When the Gemara tells us that the shear, the measure of lighting menorah is the simple understanding is it means one has to leave the menorah, the Hanukkah, lit, or you're only allowed to light it until when? People are no longer walking around outside in the marketplace. Says the Sfas Emes, homiletically. What Chazam means to tell us is, how long do the candles have to burn bright? We're all walking around in the marketplace, creatures of habit. We're walking around pre-programmed. We're sleeping even while we're awake. So the menorah, you look at the light of the candles that illuminates the path for us, and the light should wake us up from the dark, robotic, habit lives that we formed. Look into the light of the candles, and the menorah should burn until when? At shetichle, not regal, at shetichle hergel min hashuk. Until we're able to obliterate and remove that sense of being robotic creatures of habit. To not walk around the market, not walk around our homes, not walk around the shul, the base medrash, not walk around our offices, not walk around our lives, simply pre-programmed robots, but to wake up and to embrace life and to allow the light of Hanukkah to illuminate the path for us going forward. A lichtige and a freilich and Hanukkah.